or we use our mind to process and analyze something that we don't want to have happen in the future. So first of all, we're using our energy in a very unhealthy way. We're lowering our frequency and our vibration by constantly being in fearful thought, trying to avoid or fix things that we don't like or that make us unhappy when the future hasn't occurred yet. And we actually have power to influence our future through our energy system. This is episode number 33 with Mary Manacheri. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nard, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. What is up, Mindset Nation? Welcome back to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm excited to announce that today's episode is brought to you by Podcasters Paradise. As a mission and impact-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary, and change maker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility, and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you answer this question with hell yeah, now this is your chance. According to Edison Research in the US, podcasting is one of the fastest growing medium. Since I started podcasting, I knew I needed to invest in myself, learn more about podcasting, and surround myself with the best minds in the podcasting industry. This is how I became part of the number one online community for podcasters called Podcasters Paradise, created by John Lee Dumas, founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, one of the most successful top-ranked and award-winning podcasts. So if you're ready to start your own podcast, build credibility, and scale your impact and business, I highly recommend checking out Podcasters Paradise at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash paradise. That's again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash paradise. You can also find the links on our show notes page at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash podcast. If you have any questions after checking out the Podcasters Paradise page or you want to know more about my incredibly positive experiences with Podcasters Paradise, shoot me an email at tibor at mindsethorizon.com or DM me on Instagram at tibor.mindsethorizon. I'm very much looking forward to hearing from you. And so without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. My guest today is Mary Manicheri, energy intuitive speaker and the host of the Mary Manicheri Show. In today's episode, Mary and I talk about very, very interesting and paradigm shifting topics such as energy healing, chakras, the mechanics of the brain, and how we are using our energy in an unhealthy way and what to do about it. Mary talks about her incredible journey of how she discovered her psychic skills. We talk about how to train the mind to focus on the things that can enhance our frequency and vibration on a daily basis. And Mary also shares her insights on fear, which is according to her is just an illusion and an acronym that stands for false evidence appearing real. On top of all that, we actually did a demo session during the conversation where she was so kind that she read my energy 
and told me surprisingly true facts about my life. So you definitely want to stick around and stay tuned because that was just incredible. And so now a couple of words about today's guest. So Mary Manachere is the author of the book Intuitive Self-Healing and How to Communicate with Your Spirit Guides. Mary is an energy medicine healer who is the perfect bridge between conventional and holistic medicine. She was raised in a family that appreciated preventive medicine, including the importance of eating nutritional organic foods and taking healthy supplements. Yet, it was during her work as an oncology nurse that she discovered and developed her skills as an energy medicine practitioner. Mary is also the host of a weekly live radio show, The Mary Manachere Show, where energy and medicine meet, where she interviewed amazing guests such as Deepak Chopra and many others. And so without any further ado, let's bring on today's guest. Hi, Mary, and welcome to the show. And thank you for having me on your show. And I'm glad we got to reschedule. Um, so thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. I'm honored and also excited to dive into really exciting topics. You know, I haven't been, uh, you know, focusing on these topics in my life so far yet that much, but I'm, I'm really interested in those topics. And as I mentioned in the very beginning of this episode, you're an energy medicine healer, author, speaker, and the host of a weekly radio show. And if I'm not mistaken, you also interviewed Deepak Chopra, amongst others, of course. Yes, I have interviewed him a couple times, yes. Yeah, wow, that's that's amazing. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. And uh, before we dive into different topics, I would love to hear more about your story and uh how did you get where you are today? Oh, thank you. It's a great question. I kind of did it backwards. A lot of people who work in, in holistic medicine, at least in, in, from my you know experience, um, went about it kind of conventionally and then went into the holistic realm. I was actually raised very holistically. So my family of origin, we ate organic food. We saw a chiropractor as our primary physician. When we were sick, we went and saw a Chinese herbal medicine doctor. And in fact, my mom, who just retired at 82 as a counselor, she just retired, um, hasn't seen a conventional physician in probably 50 years. So, so I, I had a really weird experience when I was pregnant with my first child. I was living in a small town outside of my home state. My home state is Washington State in the U.S. And I was in Oregon. Um, living at the time. My former husband was going to engineering school at the time. And I, I had to go to the local teaching hospital to get my blood drawn because the OBGYN in the town didn't have a phlebotomist because um, it was so tiny. And um, I was really nervous because, again, I was raised really not to trust modern medicine. Um, I mean, really great things about holistic medicine, of course. So I remember being really anxious and nervous walking into the hospital. But the weirdest thing happened as I moved through the revolving door. I felt enormous joy. It was spontaneous. It covered my entire body. And I had been raised to listen to my emotions and to feel and to be present. So as I was walking through the hospital, you know, getting to the phlebotomy or lab area, everything started to glow. I would look at a white coat and it glowed. I would look at a wheelchair and it glowed through my physical vision. 
when the, the phlebotomist or lab tech was putting the needle into my arm, everything glowed. I wasn't scared at all. The feeling stayed with me for hours, probably over a day. And I remembered it, you know, when you have a visceral experience that's so spontaneous, how could you ever forget it? <laughs> and a couple years later, I decided to go to nursing school, which is kind of funny. A lot of people had recommended that to me early on in my childhood, but I thought, okay, that's just a, a gender, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm a little older than maybe some of your audience, kind of a gender suggestion. And um, so I decided to do it and I loved nursing school. I loved working. I was an oncology nurse. And what I really think is interesting is that if you follow your joy, um, which we'll, of course, be talking about today, but if you follow your joy, that means you're on the right path. And it's not a logical thing. Like I had to go against the logic that I was raised in to even work in oncology. I mean, my family was not happy that I decided to go to conventional medicine training that I worked in the field of medicine that has the strongest chemicals on the planet. You know? um, but when you follow your joy, all the good stuff happens, and that's where my psychic and intuitive abilities opened up while I was at the bedside of you know, very ill patients. I appreciate you sharing this story. Uh, it's really great listening to it. And um, I was wondering, like, how did you explore these skills or how did you, you know, experience uh, that you have psychic skills, so to speak? Well, you know, I had, and thank you for your show too. I just love it. And I, I love um, how you're reaching out into the world with curiosity and inspiration. I think it's wonderful. We're very blessed. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I had a few psychic experience over the years, like maybe once a decade, you know, and I was in my thirties when it opened up. And, and I think that's kind of normal. I think that we normally somehow let go and allow ourselves to have some vibrational experience that, you know, gives us information we really need or inspires us in some way um, or comforts us in some way. And so I had these, you know, on and off kind of things, but again, lots of space in between them. But while I was working on the oncology floor, the first thing that happened to me um, is that I was at the bedside of a patient and I, I can't remember exactly what my task was that I was doing. I was either changing an IV or taking out some sutures or, you know, some clinical necessary skill. And all of a sudden, um, the blanket, which was a white, you know, hospital cotton blanket on the patient's bed started to glow. So literally it's as if there's an, a light underneath the blanket, which there was not. And it started to glow. I think it's like the universe, that's its way of getting my attention. <laughs> I'm wow. very visual. And as I found out shortly afterwards, I'm very clairvoyant. So the blanket started to glow. And so I allowed my physical eyes to focus on the blanket. And I was propelled visually into the person's body. And I was literally resting in their liver. <laughs> so it's almost like being on the discovery, you know, um, school bus uh, kind of uh, television that they have for children where, you know, school bus is on the body and, you know, you're looking at all the anatomy. So that's what it was like for me. And at the time I'm like, well, you know, I have studied anatomy. That's why I know I'm sitting at the liver. And when I was sitting there, I um, could hear the liver became very audible to me and it told me why it was upset and why it was having issues that were, um, not related to the medication we were giving the patient because, you know, in oncology medicine, 
you give a lot of very strong medications that the organs do not like, you know, to kill cancer. So I hear um, emotional uh, repressed energy that was, of course, I didn't know the words for the, I didn't know it was energy at the time, at the moment, but I could hear the words from a childhood incident that had been kind of a chronic pattern that had followed this individual that led to the repressed energy in their body. And every single day that I would go to work, I would have another psychic moment. And because I was raised so differently than maybe, you know, most people in terms of not being consistently in mainstream thought, I wasn't afraid. And I thought it was very interesting. And I actually kept it to myself for quite a while. And I eventually told my nurse supervisor of all people, right? Um, Because I... (laughs) Am I going crazy? I don't think I was going crazy. For a moment, I'm like, do I have a brain tumor? Mm, I don't know. But as my psychability, okay. because I was yeah. working in cancer, so of course my mind would go there. Um, my uh, my psychic ability not only opened up in terms of how I was looking at patients, but how the universe communicated to me. So I would hear communication all the time. Like, no, you're very sane. You're having a normal experience. You're waking up to your authenticity. So I would hear something like that, which would... You know, I wasn't very upset anyway because I was having so much fun. But I approached the supervisor because I was a charge nurse most days. And I didn't want my psychic experience to reflect negatively on the very important job I had. And I was concerned that I would be looking at something and miss, you know, um, a stressful moment in our unit that I needed to be leading or providing some sort of assistance. So to my shock, when I told her, cause I really thought she was going to order a psyche valve. I mean, I would have <laughs> if I were her and I really thought she was going to suspend me from nursing, you know, like you need to go figure your stuff out. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> That's what I thought she was going to say. And I was married at the time. I hadn't even told my my husband, you know, I, about these experiences, because again, I was having so much fun. So to my delight and shock, she told me that I was seeing energy and that I needed to start laying my hands on our patients. So I know, right. And I was, was in shock looking around her office, which I had been in many times. I was a very strong advocate for my patients. I mean, I was the type of nurse who would, I was not uncomfortable having a, you know, some sort of confrontation with a physician if I thought it was in my patient's best interest. So I'd been to her office many times advocating for probiotics when our patients were done with chemo or meditation or things of that nature. And I'd been in her office so many times, but somehow I had never seen this beautiful picture of an angel that was right behind her desk. And this very relaxing waterfall that was on her desk, you know, a small water feature. Thanks for sharing. And, uh, you know, I was just wondering because you mentioned sea energy and in one of your conversations, you talked about everyone who is intuitive can read energy, right? And so I was just wondering, uh, like, can I do that? Can someone do that? Is it something that we can cultivate? I, you know, um, usually practice meditation because I want to cultivate intuitive skills, uh, especially for decision making in my life and business and and, and all these things. So is it something, um, yeah, that someone can cultivate like intuition and reading energy? Absolutely. In fact, it's normal. 
to read energy. It's normal, at least at the very least for your own personal life, you know, because we're really our own best healers. We're our own best advocates. We really do know, you know, we are light beings, you know, a very unique, but um, oneness aspect of creation or source or God or the universe or planets, whatever words you want to use, goddesses, whatever words work well for an individual. And we are never separate from that. However, as we live on earth and we're in our minds, are we thinking and analyzing and processing information? We can't easily experience that divinity within us through our beautiful third eye and our natural imagination and so, yes, meditation is a perfect way to get out of the brain and have uh, hopefully moments where we feel that connection to our authentic self. But we can't meditate all day long. So yeah. we really, right, we really yeah. do techniques that we can use throughout the day, which is something I teach all my clients and students because, again, I really believe people heal themselves. Um, I, I truly believe that. Um, uh, so yes, I teach techniques all the time on how to do that and what it feels like because it's really important to gauge, you know, what the mental analytical aspect feels like in the human, you know, awareness and what it feels like to not be in that place. So you can have great discernment, like oh, that's my mind versus that's my higher self consciousness. And what are what are those techniques? So, would you share some of those techniques that you teach to your clients, for example? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I also teach online, and I teach on the radio. Um, I do all kinds of. I, I love to teach and inspire people. It's one of my favorite things to do. So, first of all, I'm just going to talk about at least my perception of the mechanics of the brain. So the the brain, which is a stunning organ, and there's really nothing wrong with it. It's just humans misuse it. So it's this beautiful, gorgeous, you know, piece of our anatomy. And the logical mind was created to solve problems in the present moment only. Humans use their mind to evaluate the past, which is already done, and we're trying to change it or come to some weird piece about something that there's nothing we can do about, by the way. And or we use our mind to process and analyze something that we don't want to have happen in the future. So first of all, we're using our energy in a very unhealthy way. We're lowering our frequency and our vibration by constantly being in fearful thought, trying to avoid or fix things that we don't like or that make us unhappy when the future hasn't occurred yet. And we actually have power to influence our future through our energy system. And historically, those things that have happened to us, even if we've perceived them as bad, they're actually good for us because this is the planet of contrast. And all of us who are here on earth, whether we're a single cell organism or plant life or a, an animal or human being, we all have free will, right? And we've chosen to come to earth to have an experience in this beautiful contractual time-space reality. So first, I think that's important, <laughs> recognizing that. Um, and, and then one of the important aspects is to heighten your frequency as much as possible. So being sad, lonely, depressed through your limited perception, which is usually not even accurate, um, lowers your frequency and all of the things we want in life and our higher self-consciousness vibrates in a much higher frequency. So learning to pay attention to what does make you happy, you know, getting to yourself, right? Like what are some things that make you happy? 
Yeah, it's 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 so interesting, and I'm really into this. Like, I wanted to talk about manifestation as well, because what I have been diving deeper into is is really the mind and how can we focus on the things that you really want. But the first question is, what do you really want, right? <laughs> so sometimes that was my question a couple of years ago. I used to work as an architect. This is part of my story. I shared it a couple of times um, in the podcast. And yes, I embarked upon this journey of personal growth and, and, and things like that. So I was always really interested in, in human beings. When I was an architect, I was also really interested in the human aspect of, you know, our built environment and such, and in general, psychology and how, how human works. What I'm diving into nowadays is really the how the mind works, how we can train the mind to focus on the things that we really want to manifest in our lives. So your work is very close to this, and I'm excited to hear more about what you have just started to talk about, uh, yeah, the energy and frequency and how we can just work with this to create what we really want. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for all your inner work and everything that you share with people. Obviously, it's a passion of yours. And I think it's wonderful when we can identify that. So I, I kind of like think of people in three categories in, ter in terms of how they can initiate that joyful frequency or vibration throughout the day. It's not just something you get to do once a month or once a week. It's something that I think we need to bring into our focus as much as possible. So some people are visual, probably most people are very visual. Some people are very auditory, so it's through their hearing. And some people are more textile, like it's through touch, right? Or even mm, kind of picking up on the emotions of others, which most aware conscious individuals, which is your audience, by the way, are already sentient. They're already feeling everything. So I'm a very visual person, so I make sure that wherever I look, because I work in my home, you know, other than when I go to the radio show, I actually leave and go into studio, um, right? I make sure that I am surrounded by, by things that I've consciously picked to be in my visual field, no matter where I am, to help inspire me and lift up my frequency. So that's a conscious decision, but you also have to know yourself to what degree, what colors do you like? The same thing could be true with you know, audio uh, ways of perceiving initially, making sure that you focus on positive sounds, not sirens or screaming or negative television, um, but maybe the purring of a kitty cat or the calms, calm sounds of nature that you maybe have beautiful music playing in your home on a regular basis or, or in your car or whatnot. And then um, if maybe smells are important, making sure that there's beautiful smells in your home, natural remedies of smells. So whatever type of person you are, and maybe you're a little of all three, it's that's something we need to do whether we're in the car or a workplace or a home is train our minds to focus on things that authentically will enhance our vibration. Yeah, that's, that's really great. And uh, I wanted to, talk about meditation as well i mean i suppose it's connected to this manifestation topic to tell you the truth i was reading the book breaking the habit of being yourself by dr joe Dispenza, and i know that you talk about yeah so i know that you talk about quantum physics which is something that i'm just diving a little bit <laughs> into uh <laughs> through meditation and such so for example what are so what are those 
practices such as meditation that you use in your life to manifest what you want? And how can the listeners, for example, implement such things? Well, I'd love to add just another layer of a technique lead directly into everything that we're talking about. In fact, it's a huge part of it. So what mm-hmm. most people don't understand is that our emotions, our real emotions are actually our guidance system. And because human beings are constantly thinking and because the ego resides in our brain and the ego is drenched in fear, most human beings are having a lot of fearful thoughts all day long. Even if their life is peaceful and calm and they live in a safe part of the world. It doesn't seem to matter. Human beings are constantly connected to fear. And and when you have your meditation, you detach from that for whatever period of time you can during that time period. But there's actually a way you can do it throughout the day. So our real emotions are do, do not exist in the brain. The brain truly is a logical tool. And when we are feeling emotions from the mind, experiencing them, which is most of the time, everyone, really all the time, Those are what I consider mind-made emotions. They are not authentic. And fear is never a sign of intuition, nor does the universe ever communicate through fear because the universe doesn't even understand fear. It doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. That word doesn't exist in vocabulary or vibration in any frequency outside of the human realm. It doesn't exist. So it's an illusion, actually. In fact, there's an acronym for fear in the spiritual world. It's called false evidence appearing real. So it's it's not real. Um, so your wow. real emotions. I That's know, great. Right? <laughs> false <laughs> evidence appearing real. I've right. never heard that. That's cool. Right. So your yeah. emotions aren't in your brain. They're also not on the heart chakra. So the heart chakra, which is in the center of the chest, this beautiful, gorgeous vortex. And I would say the majority of the audiences that I speak to around the world, wherever they might be, like your beautiful audience, are are evolved. So they have huge heart chakras. The average size of the primary chakras, there's seven primary chakras in the body, and then there are over 3,000 minor chakras in the physical form. So the primary chakra, when someone becomes in, um, an, an empathic individual, their heart chakra grows. They're highly compassionate. They're very caring. So a lot of people who are empathic overfeel the suffering of humanity all day long, which is also not good for them. And um, the true authentic vibration for the heart chakra is neutrality, which is universal love. Because the universe doesn't look down at earth and go, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. You know, the universe goes, oh, another opportunity for transformation. Fabulous, right? Mm, yeah, so, yeah. right? so the universe is neutral, doesn't think that anything is good or bad. So when hu- humans or people are in their heart chakra feeling everything, they're also lowering their vibration and disconnecting to their authenticity and their natural consciousness that exists for them. So you might ask, well, then where are our emotions? <laughs> where are they? <laughs> yeah exactly i mean where are they they're not in the brain they're not in the heart muscle or heart not in the body they're right we're correct you're very smart they're not in the physical body they're inside your aura all of our um and we want to focus on our own personal emotions because empathic people already feel everyone they already know what other people are feeling whether they recognize it or not so um the second layer of the auric field is called the emotional response system. And it's about 
foot away from the physical form and from a textbook perspective, because auras are very different, they're very unique, and they're actually meant to be extremely expansive. But from a textbook perspective, just so that everyone can have a place to creatively concentrate on, <laughs> to be present with their emotions, it's um, about a foot away from your body and the width is about a foot in width. And it surrounds you like the entire aura does. It surrounds you like an eggshell. And that's where our real emotions are. So there's actually a technique that I teach. Wow. I know, isn't that exciting? So there are two layers, right? So one aura and then the emotional layer. I know it's kind of, it, it, the aura is very complicated, but there's actually seven layers of energy, distinct oh, okay. bodies of energy in the aura. And it's the second layer that is the emotional response center. And wow. um, And then outside of the human vibration, the auric field is stretches mm -hmm. out through affinity, just like the chakra system. Once we get out of the earth realms, stretches out through affinity as well. So just like energy, nothing ever ends or stops, right? Everything is yeah. constantly yeah. in motion, right? Constantly. Yeah. And uh, you wanted to share this uh, technique, right? So if, so, so there's a wonderful relationship between the second chakra, which is right about the belly button area, and the second layer of the auric field. There's an incredible bond between these two same numbered energy systems. And so if people can start to rest, like maybe put your hand near your belly button, but start to make this as a focal point, even while you're wide awake, walking in the world, like even when I'm talking to you, I'm resting my awareness in my pelvic cavity area. I'm actually feeling the waistband of the jacket that I'm wearing. It's, it's a conscious decision. I'm feeling my lower back. I'm, I, and then you'll start to move into other parts of your body and then feeling my seat muscles and the chair that I'm sitting in because humans you know, need to focus on the present moment, which is really our physical form. So as soon as you start to have some sort of awareness of your pelvic region or your belly button, you will immediately align to the second layer of your auric field, which is where all of your real emotions are. And when you start to hang out there in this, you know, tummy kind of area, that's when you get to have an awareness of the multisensory world. That's where you start to notice your psychic ability. You start to feel the world from an energetic perspective through your authentic emotions. Wow, uh, I think it's a it's a higher level. <laughs> so I need I will arrive so, at some point in my life, maybe. I know, no, it really isn't. I know it seems that way. It seems so daunting because humans are so addicted to their brain. So here's another slightly different analogy that might be helpful. Is yeah. that I, I just wanted to share that it's a it's a paradigm shift. You know, so. Um, my guides, it's great. It's amazing. My guides taught me this exercise about, well, in the late nineties, as I began to ask questions when I began to see energy in the hospital mm -hmm. patients. And so I've you know, been working with how to find ways to teach this to others so that everyone can be successful to the best of their ability so that they can make their own choices and feel good about it and move forward in their life. Because every decision I've made since I've known that I'm intuitive is the complete opposite of what my logical mind has told me, the complete mm -hmm. opposite. So if we can start to think of our beautiful brain as a dog, And a lot of people treat their brain like they would treat a cat. 
And, you know, cats are very wise. If they're outside in the world, they typically don't eat poison. They rarely get hit by cars. They don't bite people easily. They're, they're really wise. They know how to find their way back home. If they're mad at you, they're going to go find another home and, and eat different food. You know, they're, they're very wise, independent creatures. And humans treat their brain that way. And I really don't think people should. I think they should treat their brain like a dog. Dogs require constant observation and training, like leave it, sit, stay. And, and you always have to say this to dogs. It doesn't really matter how old they become. You know, it, I mean, maybe you don't have to say it as much when they're a puppy, but certainly you always have to give them guidance. And, and yet they're beautiful, amazing, delicious creatures as our cats. So I think we need to really you know, train our minds where to focus, where not to focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is extremely important. I don't think we should give our minds free reign that we need to remember like they're dogs. And if we let dogs run outside of our homes without our attention, they will most likely get hit by a car. They probably, if they get scared, will bite someone. They most assuredly will eat poison because my dog Charles will eat anything if I allow him pretty much. It's a nice metaphor, and you know, I was I was wondering because you mentioned this logical decision, and uh, the decisions that I made in my life in the last couple of years wasn't really logical. So I think I was following this, you know, intuition, or uh, really with the podcast as well, because actually it came to my mind as an idea, and for a couple of months I just postponed it because I, you know, thought to explain myself that it's not the right time to start this. And uh, eventually I started because it kept coming up, right? Like as an intuitive feeling or sensation or idea as I was just brainstorming around different things. And um, there are so many topics, but I mean, I told myself that I'm going to ask you about this kind of like weird question maybe that um, like, do you feel me uh, through this conversation or can you read something energy or something like that, because I was excited to ask this, and uh, if it's if it's okay for you. Of course, yes. No, that's a good question. Yeah, I have clients around the world, so I you know do Zoom or phone. My book Intuitive yeah. is translated, I think, into three languages. Um, you know, German. Um, wow. It's it's in the Netherlands or Norwegian. It's in Norwegian. Yeah. I can't remember what the third one is. Might be Chinese. I'm not sure, because the book was um, published in 2012, so I can't remember all of that. But yes, of course, and I agree with you. You know, I know that your decision to do the podcast, you were inspired, and that's what it's like when you get out of your head. It's you're in this inspiration. So look at all the beautiful work you've done to separate yourself from that overthinking analytical mind. So you can have many, many moments throughout the day where you feel inspired, where you, you feel energy because everything in the universe is yeah. energy, right? That, that is what I feel. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like computer that we're talking through, because you and I have never met before. We've yes. communicated through some email and through, um, you know, people who have been helping us come together. But, you know, this first time connecting so yeah i can see your energy and so what i'm going to do because i do this when i'm i what i do for my radio show it's kind of my way of giving back and i'll even share at some point the 1-800 number because we do get people around the world who call in as well mm-hmm. i do mm-hmm. people on air and what i do is i draw up their energy um i don't have to but the radio is so fast you know i i don't you know i try to get as many callers in during our hour as possible and sometimes mm-hmm. i 
from you for the first 30 minutes, you know, so it just depends on how much time I have. But I'm just going to draw your energy really quick. So um, it, it lets me see your chakra system. I probably won't draw out your auric fields. And, you know, you may not like everything I say, which I, I'm apologizing for, because part of my job is to find out where the energy might be lacking. Also, where the energy is fabulous and beautiful, but also it might be lacking, you know. So I've just done a quick little sketch. And one of the things that I, this is a good, several things are very good, by the way, is that you, you're the front of your third eye is highly developed. So um, I would say that you are very intuitive, naturally intuitive. In fact, I think it's in your family line. But if you were to interview some of your relatives, they would say, oh, yeah, great aunt, someone, red teeth or you know had some weird you know dreams or actually gave us some insight to future events a couple times you know that might be kind of fun for you to kind of interview the family because it's very strong in your energy system this is the part where i apologize for saying anything that's other than positive because i really believe positive feedback is necessary you do have a tendency to be self-critical that's what the back of your third eye tells me, and you can disagree with anything I say, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. um, so the back of your third eye is longer than I would like it to be. So I would encourage you to say a lot of beautiful, kind, loving things to yourself throughout the day, just in your mind. You don't have to say them out loud. Like, I really love you, man. You're a great person. I'm proud of you. You know, people just don't hear this enough. Our younger generations are, and I think that's why they're leading us into this beautiful Aquarian age where we're going to avoid a lot of pitfalls that people who weren't really adored and cherished as much as they need to be you know, made them harsher or not the best politicians or, or whatever the deal is, right? So that's changing globally, thankfully. Um, so I would work on that. In fact, I encourage everyone to have nurturing, loving self internal conversations with themselves. I think it's very, very healthy. And when we think of how we are perceived outside of the earth realm in terms of the universe, we are only adored and cherished. So if we want to have a connection to that time-space reality, it's really important for us to be in some sort of alignment with how we are viewed and perceived, right? That's very mm -hmm. and, on, yeah. and then on a positive note, but being kind to yourself will shrink that the back of the third eye so that it only absorbs psychic phenomena versus um, filtering it out through self-criticism. So when we have self-criticism in our third eye, the back portion of it, it starts to kind of dilute our psychic ability. But on here's a fabulous note. You, yeah. Yeah, a fabulous note. And I apologize again, but you did ask. So Yeah, um, but actually I just wanted to say that, yeah, that's absolutely true. So I'm working on my self-talk all the time. That's why I um, I do meditation. And yeah, it's... it's um, it's true. It's true. And uh, yeah, thanks for sharing. So the back of your third eye, you're receiving huge amounts of energy, which is awesome. You are very open to the psychic realm. Some people are afraid, which always cracks me up because I've never been afraid, but I was raised not to be. And I read spirit, spiritual text since my early mm -hmm. days, like Seth Speaks and the life teachings of the Masters of the Far East and, you know, um, from a young age, but a lot of people are afraid of the multi-sensory world, which cracks me up because earth is really one of the lowest time space realities in all of the cosmos. So we have more violence and problems here. So if you connect to the, the non-physical realm, it's, 
war doesn't even exist in the majority of the time-space reality. So um, it's very important for us to recognize that if you can live here on the Earth realm in a healthy way, you know, that's wonderful. And there's no reason for you to be even slightly worried about the non-physical realm. But you don't have fear. You're excited. You're inspired by it. You're curious. I bet you've had some of this inspiration since we were a child. In fact, because I'm starting to read your energy even more, I, I actually um, thank your mother for this. I think that she somehow instilled something in you that created some curiosity for you. So I'm thanking her energetically for doing that. It's very kind of her. Um, very, very kind. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked actually. So actually my mother had, uh, yeah, uh, transitioning from, she was a kindergarten teacher and then yeah she transitioned into i would say spiritual uh world this is the first time i share this on the podcast so this is really great because you know i want people to to know me a little bit more and and such so it's it's really great but actually this is not <laughs> about me and i want to bring value to the listeners <laughs> what we're talking about and then a stunning connection to the divine, you know, source, spirit, God, the universe, again, whatever word you want to use. And um, because you have all this energy moving in through your crown chakra and your crown chakra is about 50,000 miles in length. So it it's beautiful. Like you really have mm-hmm. a stunning connection. The only area, like from a physical perspective, you know, mm-hmm. your mind might be a little tired. There's kind of heavy energy in the first layer of your auric field outside of your spine. So, you know, I don't know if you have a tired spine or you have an old, you know, injury or you work on flexibility in your spine, but there is this heavy energy out, you know, outside of your back. And so what I would recommend is that you work on surrendering, letting go, getting out of the way, you know, things of that nature. Wow. That's actually true. So, I mean, uh, I have this, um, yeah, sometimes my, my, back is a little bit tired or you know i don't know how to sit and and so so i have uh, i don't know if this is what you mean like the spine or yeah i wasn't really in your back yes uh, i do mean this i wasn't really in your back like a serious injury but i was outside of your back with uh, okay that it is a problem but it's like mm-hmm. i don't need to help you figure out how to heal it you know, because I don't see a serious injury in your back, but definitely it has low energy compared to the rest of your body. So it's tired, it's worn out, and we don't want it to develop an injury. You know, and you're also young and healthy from what I can see overall, you're young uh, and you're tall. At least I feel like you're tall because your vertebrae show me a lot of length, you know. So what, what I would recommend, because the spine tends to hold energy that can be sometimes stubborn or it's hard for us to let go. So, you know, one of the things I know we were hoping to talk about today are what if questions. And so, right. You could use the what question. What if my back feels great? What if I easily surrender and get out of the way? What if my psychic ability grows with every breath I take? What if I'm on the right track? What if I'm falling in love with me? You know, I, I love curious, positive, what if questions. That's amazing. Yes, what if questions was one of the topics that we want to wanted to cover and curiosity because at the very beginning of the conversation you mentioned for example following joy um you talk about curiosity uh I talk about curiosity because I think it's really important 
would you talk to us a little bit more about this for the listeners? Yes. Well, you know, I think everyone, you know, people who are even somewhat waking up are working on changing their thoughts and being more present and allowing ourselves to be in the vibration in a positive way so we can manifest what we want. And so historically, people have used affirmations to change their thinking. And I think I, I think that's there's nothing wrong with you affirming something that we don't believe in yet. But what I have learned over the years is that uh, the ego is not comfortable with affirming something we don't believe in. It has a lot of resistance to going, hey, I'm amazingly wealthy when our brain is going, geez, I hope I contribute enough to my 401k or that I have enough to take a vacation or whatever, right? So I think the ego will kick out affirmations out of the brain unless we already have a belief system that is in alignment, which is not why we practice affirmations. However, the ego is not intimidated by curiosity. That's why humans or people, I'm trying to use the word people instead of humans. Um, I've always used humans. <laughs> um, yeah. That's why people can, you know, ask curious negative questions all day long and the ego will not, you know, relent. It will just let you go down the rabbit hole of fear. Um, and change that vibration by just asking curious, positive, what if questions. And when we do that, it has such a profound effect on our energy system. Immediately, it starts to calibrate our physical body's energy to the solution or the answer. And when you ask these positive, what if questions, you do not need to, um, it's not about getting an answer in the moment. It's, it's really about being in the vibration of the answer because there are answers mm -hmm. and solutions to everything that we want that we would actually love. But if our energy isn't in the frequency of that good answer, which is in a high frequency, then we're not going to be able to hear it or see it or understand it. So if we use a beautiful what if question like, ooh, what if my spinal posture is really healthy, then you're, you're sending a positive message to your brain. You're sending a positive, then that positive message is changing a chemical response out of your brain that is then going to your anatomy and your physiology, your immune system, and affecting the vertebrae in your spine, number one, and you start feeling better. And positive um, what-if questions, they actually work in days, weeks, or months. Not like affirmations where some people have repeated the same phrase for years, sometimes even over a decade, and have gotten very little result from it. These work incredibly well. In fact, I started using these very specifically in my practice, I would say the last two years, because I always try everything out first and see mm -hmm. how it works before I put it on my clients. And about 60% of the people I see are very ill. I think because of my nursing background, I haven't worked in a hospital for 20 years. I only work full time in my, um, in my, mm -hmm. in my and so um, I had about, I always see sick people every week, but there was um, when I first started to really put this into the practice, I had, three people young, like in their, you know, um, late twenties, early thirties, who had had some serious autoimmune disorders and were about to go from a conventional medicine's perspective, deeper into conventional medicine, but they decided to come see someone like myself just because they really didn't want to, because it's hard on the immune system. So I gave them these what if questions. They did great in the session. People love energy medicine and it's fun and it feels amazing. But when they leave my office, that's where, you know, the work they have to do with themselves, right? Because I can't follow everyone around the planet all day long, you know, and yeah. 
whisper sweet nothing in their ears is just impossible. So they use the one of questions and every single one of these clients did not have to go further into modern medicine. In fact, all of their physicians were very surprised and very delighted that they had reversed um, or appeared mm. to take a beautiful positive change in a healthy direction. And I'm very blessed that I've had a lot of positive success with um, clients, you know, uh, mm. but usually it takes mm. more time. It's not just one visit. So yeah. that's what I noticed that how powerful the what if questions are. They are really great, actually. I haven't used them, so, but it, but it's really, 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 uh, you know, it helps us to be more curious and and yeah, use it in a positive way, of course. And I haven't used affirmations; it didn't really work for me. So what I yeah, exactly what I did was mainly what you talk about, like energy. But I call them like shifting my states, state of being getting into a, uh, how to say, more resourceful state, uh, energetic state. I do such things, for example, before the recordings as well, you know, <laughs> like I'm in different states, right? And I try to shift those states more consciously, energetic states, I would say. Very yeah. smart of you. Very wise. Yeah. Because the negative energy that that most people are experiencing all day long you know, is large and, you know, billions of, of people think and feel negatively. And, and in fact, a lot of people have a hard time, you know, if you walk into a coffee shop, because I live in Seattle and we have coffee shops like mm. every two yeah. seconds, right, on the street. So we all hang out in coffee shops all the time. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if you walk into a coffee shop and run into someone that you, you know, know, and they say, how are you? And if you go, amazing, they don't even know what to say, you know, like, People are used to hearing, oh, yeah, it's just another one of those days. I'm glad it's Friday. You know, I do everything I can in my power to never respond that way, ever, unless it's really true. But if you do what you're doing, where you catch yourself and you do things to change your state of, of perception or frequency, you have a different experience. You have a multisensory experience, and it's very, very fulfilling. So amazing and um, such a great conversation. But actually, we are coming to the end. And I wanted to ask you, where can the listeners get in touch with you online if they want to find out more about you? Yeah, um, energyintuitive.com is my website. Also my name, but you know, it's a long last name, Marie Manucherry uh, is another um, way to find me. And if you go to my website, um, I have all my shows podcasted and I've interviewed all kinds of wonderful people uh, that I love. Of course, you mentioned, you know, probably the most famous person I've ever interviewed, which is Deepak Chopra, but I've interviewed um, wow. Dr. Yeah. Northrup, Christine Northrup. I've interviewed Lisa Oz. I've interviewed Dr. Oz's wife. I've interviewed, um, oh my gosh, so many I can't even remember. And of course I teach on my radio shows and anyone can call in. I'm going to give you the 1-800 number. So that if your listeners ever want to, you know, yeah. right. So it's one 825 8828 And the show's Thursday mornings in the U.S. <laughs> you know, so right around this time, actually, between 9 and 10 Pacific time in the U.S. Um, and yeah. uh, I'm, also, I'm doing a retreat in Greece. I do international retreats. I only take 25 people. Wow. So I just posted on my website yesterday. And um, it's going to be on the island of Ciro. It's about manifesting. And it's a, I can't remember if it's six or seven days. I rent to beautiful villas. It's on the ocean. And um, we 
do yoga and meditate and I teach and we eat amazing food and we create great friendships. And I also give people freedom so that they can go to the beach or go to town or whatever they want to do while we're in this lovely, you know, um, island of zero. And then I teach online yeah. courses. I'm about to launch a coaching program. And the first one will be about maintaining one's vibration. It'll be a 12 week program online live. Um, so I'm excited about that, but that's not up yet, but within the next week or so it, it should be up. Yeah. That's amazing. And when is the retreat going to be? Middle of June. Um, so June. yeah. And okay. you can find all the information on my website and I'm teaching on the website, online courses yeah. coming up in next month about receiving the energy of money, which is a two part 90 minute course. And then um, I'm teaching another one in April about learning how to really utilize these what if questions so that you can be mm. successful with them. Yeah, sounds really amazing. Thanks for sharing. And uh, it's going to be in the show notes. So people will find the links. And um, my last question is, what is your mission? How do you see yourself in the future as an intuitive healer? Such a great question. I, I would say my mission these days, because it has changed most recently, because I really want first people to wake up to their personal power, which of course, I that is it for sure. But lately, I just want to spread joy in the world. I, I just would love for everyone to know what it feels like and experience it. So that's really my mission is to share joy with the world. Wow, that's amazing. And you mentioned teaching and inspiring, which really resonates. So And yeah, I suppose, you know, with the radio, you have this mission. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for having me and have a beautiful day in your part of the world. Thank you so much. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation. So please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show. And don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website MindsetHorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, leave us a message, we'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening, take care and be limitless my friends.